0: We're officially in October.
1: I don't like it.
0: <laughs> Why not?
1: Um I'm married.
0: Oh yeah. When this
1: comes out, I will be married.
0: That's true. You are you We're are no longer married. swinging yeah. single Tyler. You are batting down married Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, anything you want to tell single Tyler before you uh, take the plunge? no i guess someone didn't receive my note to do the lakeith stanfield from get out bit but i guess we're not gonna do that
1: nope
0: no no uh well you want to hear a very funny story that can lead us into october that happened to me this weekend
1: sure yeah let's go for it
0: so for the other podcast B presents a 24 7 we finished up our 13th episode which We do 12 movies, then we do an award show for 13, and that's kind of the cycle. For this one, it ended perfectly where the last episode at number 13 will come out the last week of September, which means the week of, the month of October, we just decided we're just going to change it up, and we're just going to do four, like, different kind of scary movies, you know, because it's October, and it's kind of fun. So, the first week, she picked 1408, and then the second week, I picked from dusk till dawn because we kind of were like, yeah, let's do like single location-esque movies. And we're sitting there and the movie's about probably 35, 40 minutes in. And she kind of turns to me, she goes, this isn't a horror movie. This is an action movie that you've shown me. She goes, this isn't horror. And I go, yeah, it is. And she's like, no, she goes, nothing horrifying has happened. And I stopped for a second. I was like, do you not know about this movie? And she goes, no. And I'm like, okay, continue watching. And then a table dance happens. Selma Hayek comes out. And then all of a sudden, like what's his name gets stabbed through the hand again. And she's like, why are they seem like they're turned on by the blood? I'm like, you would be if you were them. And then Selma Hayek goes full snakehead. And she goes, oh fuck, they're vampires. I was like, you really had no idea. She goes, no. I'm like, I'm like, man, to think that that movie still has that ability to trick someone. Like after all these years. <laughs>
1: What a time to be alive!
0: But yeah, she had no idea. Yeah, she thought she was like this is just an action movie. That's why it's horror f- horrifying for me. And I was like, oh, action movies are horrifying.
1: It's Dust Till Dawn, baby. All right. right, I was like, this fourteen oh eight doesn't have vampires in it. Anyway, wrong, wrong movie.
0: <laughs> no, not not that one. But yeah, that was basically the the story of how she first watched from Dust Till Dawn. She liked it. She said it's very silly.
1: It's a goofy ass movie.
0: And she thinks I should change my name to Sex Machine, and I'm like, no, no, I have that no, 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 no. Imagine no, I intro no. every everything. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Sex Machine. No. Yeah, see?
1: Pussy, pussy, pussy!
0: Do you know what his character, you know, because Cheech Marin plays three characters in that movie? Uh,
1: I don't, no, I don't.
0: So he plays the border guard. He plays George Clooney's like contact that he's meeting at the end of the movie, Carlos. And in the middle, he plays that guy. Do you know that character's name?
1: I do not.
0: It's Chet Pussy. That
1: sounds like something Quentin Tarantino would write on a fucking uh, on a thing. Really does.
0: The other great part is with her watching Tusk recently, the moment that movie opens, like, oh, man, that guy's going to turn someone into a war. She goes, oh, yeah, it's Michael Parks. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. So proud of you for knowing.
1: Insane. You know, anyway, so that's the it. best thing you saw this week.
0: No, Once again, this is the show open. And I don't know when, but I'll send you that 4K disc when I uh, get a second. Noise. Yeah, it also I'm going to look at Naomi
1: and be like, hey, yeah. you know how we watched Blow Up? Well, do you want to watch Blow Up in 4K?
0: You want to watch Blowout for the first time? <laughs> it also has Murder a la Mode on there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I have the, um, I have the DVD copy.
0: Oh, very good. Yeah. Well, you can whip that right out the window. So you're saying until I, it. until I send you that 4K version, I have the better version of it on Blu-ray than you do.
1: You do, yeah. Oh. yeah. What I was gonna say, all right, yes. okay, all right. What I was gonna say is that I'm not gonna whip the disc out the window because <laughs> it was one of the first Criterion's I bought.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, maybe gift it to somebody. Maybe the disc, not the not the case, because you know the case is equally much a piece of art as like the DVDs and Blu-rays themselves. Guess there's no easy way to go into this but who the fuck do you think you are
1: who do who the fuck do i think i am
0: yeah who the fuck do you think you are why do you
1: why you gotta do this to me
0: no no like do you do you think you are better than me because i thought we were friends and i don't think friends keep amazing movies from each other like this so again who the fuck do you think you are
1: You got to keep people guessing, you know? You got to keep some stuff for the pod, you know?
0: That's very true. Same for the pod. Welcome everybody to TWGTF, or as everybody knows it, from the very spooky Georgia to the very spooky Minnesota. This is two white guys talking film. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Ben.
1: And I'm Tyler.
0: Are you my spooky little dude?
1: You know, it's spooky season. It's fall. It's feeling like fall. Getting into the zone, baby.
0: Who'd have guessed that the first victim to die in the month of October would be your independence? Hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tyler will hear this in the future, but congratulations.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm
0: very excited for you two. I look at a lot of, I I look at most couples, and I usually have a pretty good indication in my head whether they're going to make it or not, just based on like subtle interaction. And you two are in it to win it, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know about that dog, but I mean,
1: I mean he'll be around he's barking right now because people were yelling at my stairwell
0: i think we've got to jump right into it and ask what is the best thing you saw this week because i need to spend a lot of time on these two movies because ben might have gone back and done an old school move and written out some very heavy show notes
1: (laughs) the best thing i saw this week i saw a little movie actually you know what i'm gonna take a pause ben what did you see this week
0: Oh, man, I saw a bunch of stuff that actually jumped way up on our upcoming horror list, and I can't really talk about those because they may or may not be featured depending on when we switch. You know what? I'm going to say this. Last night, I got home at work from ten, first First night in three weeks, minus the week I had COVID, where I didn't have to do overtime. And the girl was already well off into dreamland, and I was like, okay, I'm not tired. I need to watch something. And I was like, well, let's see. I already knocked out a horror movie today. I was like, I guess I should knock out another Carpenter movie. So last night, I put on 1992's Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Have you watched this yet?
1: I have not. You're going to go with that? Is that your best thing you watched this week?
0: I can't wait to talk with you about this movie. All
1: right, all right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it Thursday. (laughs)
0: Well, you'll 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 have it done before we get to 160. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying have it done by by Thursday. We've we've still got other movies to watch before then. And I gotta be honest, man, this is his biggest swing, and it it doesn't connect. But I mean, at the same time too, I feel like just the edge of the bat caught it, and he caught someone in the mouth with that ball, cause. There are parts of that movie that are weirdly good, and I did not think I was going to say that about a Chevy Chase movie.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that I'm like, mm, it's Chevy, the Chevy Chase of it all.
0: it has got a very weird Sam Neill performance, too, which is probably ex- why he worked with him later on.
1: Extremely weird. I think it's what made him like Sam Neill and be like, oh, this guy's kind of got like a Looney Tunes energy to him.
0: He does. Yeah. And in that movie especially, too. It's a weirdly deep cast of people in it, too. Like, when you watch that movie, you're going to be like, that guy? That guy? That girl? But yeah, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Is it going to make my list? Probably not. But I'll tell you this. It's certainly an interesting swing, and it's by no far the lowest movie on the list, which is also very surprising to me.
1: Giving away who we're doing for about Rushmore.
0: Godfather of horror in some ways.
1: Yeah, well, you the know, of American, American horror. Album.
0: Yeah. Um, the, oh, yeah, for sure.
1: So I watched... A a movie that was kind of a riff off of a a movie I talked about last week, Phenomena. And I I watched Lucio Fulci's Enigma, which is a riff off of, like, three different movies. And I'm not sure they work. They... A lady in a coma takes over this woman who's like new in a boarding school. And it's just, it's, it's all bad. It's all bad. It goes all over the place. It's a weird fucking movie. Probably a weaker Fulci, in my opinion, just because he doesn't quite have the budget that he normally does. So the kills aren't really there, but man, man, oh man, is it fucking weird little, little movie.
0: So this is a riff off of Phenomena? Yes. Because I saw that this week. The Jennifer Connelly movie, right? Yes.
1: Uh, yes, It's, weird, it's, it's weird like movie, a weird movie, dude. It is a really weird movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the weirder Argentos.
0: That says, that says something, too. That really
1: does. It does. It really does.
0: But you know what? I'll say this, though. The boyhood dream has finally come true with that movie.
1: With what movie? Because...
0: With phenomena because this week, yeah. guys, Ben finally sat down and watched an Argento movie and called who the killer was successfully, finally.
1: Finally, yeah. It took finally.
0: only five movies to get through it, including one of the ones we'll talk about this week. But it finally happened. I was like, Yes, I did it. I finally did it. I know who the killer was. And I also I'll say this, I was still even slightly kind of wrong.
1: Yeah, they it does kind of do that. Every movie there's it you're like I think I kind of get what's going on here and the movie's like <laughs> no you don't
0: <laughs> Yeah, it really does Judas affect you in the back of the head. Oh, but yeah, that would be so enigma. And it, did you it's an anthology movie?
1: In some ways it's it's not really. It's one movie that feels like he's kind of combined like four or five Movies. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Patrick, but Patrick is a movie where a guy in a coma starts like avenging people who did him wrong, and there's the aforementioned phenomena. So there's like the boarding school thing. There's a little bit of a Carrie riff going on.
0: Okay.
1: And you're just like, you're like Lucio. There's too many things in this movie. Yeah, he's like, no, no. There's gonna be more things in this movie. It's kind of great. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of great. It it doesn't I'm not sure it entirely works, but I do kind of love it.
0: It kind of sounds like it's it's verging closer into his work that he would do in Cat in the Brain.
1: Yes. I would say a little bit, if not a little bit, a lot of bit less successfully.
0: Well, Enigma and Memoirs of an Invisible Man, I think movies that we would both say are interesting, but maybe don't land the entire time. Yes. Okay, interesting.
1: Enigma definitely, definitely, I I walked away being like, hell yes. But I also (laughs) was kind of like, I love Lucio Fulci, (laughs) so I think it kind of works for me.
0: And you know, to be fair, that's kind of how I walked away with Memoirs of Mrs. and I was like, hell yes. I was like, doesn't work necessarily all the time, but I fucking love John Carpenter. So <laughs> do it. Like I say, this might be the fastest we've gotten to this. Uh, you want to take us into our two movies?
1: Yes, I do. So the first movie was deemed by the M- Minneapolis star as a sleeper hit, praising TV stalwarts Judas Chapman's performance as well as Grissimer's direction. The movie, originally released in 1977, under a different title, is about a plastic surgeon who transforms a young accident victim to resemble his missing daughter. Picked up by Avco Embassy Pictures from United International Pictures for a bigger, wider release in 1979 under its new name from 1977 and 1979, directed by John Grissamer, starring Robert Lansing and Judith Chapman, Scalpel.
2: Jane, honey, I mean, how would you like to have this face? I have a choice. No. I I'm, I'm really am I'm gonna be different. You crying? Huh? You stop it. No, I mean it. Stop it. Come on, you gotta get those bandages wet. Stop it. No. Well, who is it? It's my daughter, Heather. What's she got to say about this? And frankly, I don't know. She disappeared about a year ago. Jane, listen to me. Listen to me. I told you before, your own features, your own face was almost destroyed. I had to do something. Besides, you resemble her in other ways. Your eye color, the same size. Your... Your hair's a little bit lighter. I mean, I think... I think that you might even... would pass for her. you know. I mean, even among people who've known her for years. Now, does that idea appeal to you at all? What the hell, for? Well, with two and a half million dollars be sufficient incentive. Heather's grandfather loved Heather as much as he despised me. That was true even before my wife's accident. He blamed me for that, naturally. Anyway, about six months ago, the old bastard died. To his only son, he left nothing. And to my daughter, Heather, he left $5 million dollars. Trouble? i not gonna be any trouble. Look, I can teach you everything you need to know. I mean, her mannerisms, I got tape recordings of Heather's voice. She'll study photographs of the family. Anyway, and you're only gonna have to impersonate her twice. Mm-hmm. If I imitate Heather, I'll get all the money. <laughs> no, you're gonna share some with your daddy. Me, that guy's got himself enough. No, there's
0: never enough. So I did some pretty heavy, extensive show notes for this because I was just sitting on the couch at about seven hours to myself on Saturday, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to bang out both of these movies back to back. And my first show note reads this. What do we think of plastic surgeons?
1: This movie does not like them.
0: Yeah, it does kind of make them out to be pretty monstrous human beings, doesn't it? Yes. Even from that opening where the guy's talking about plastic surgery.
1: Yeah, I think this movie has a pretty firm anti-plastic surgeon uh, stance, especially this particular plastic surgeon.
0: Well, he's a bad guy. Uh, Robert Lansing as Dr. Philip Reynolds is a bad human being.
1: He is a very bad human being. (laughs) He's a charismatic, albeit kind of uh, rough-and-tumble sociopath. And the movie pretty much, like, right away is like, yeah, he murdered this guy, made it look like an accident, and then his, quote-unquote, his daughter ran away, He tells the story, like, three different ways throughout the movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Which I think is pretty interesting that you keep getting different stories depending on who you are.
0: Well, I mean, it's interesting for me because, like, despite this movie feeling almost like it could have been a television movie, it's got some real ambitious storytelling ideas to it.
1: Yeah, yeah it it does sort of feel like a it feel like it could be a television movie i think the way it, it like unfolds its narrative and also the like sudden and intense violence that this movie has mm-hmm. is pretty ahead of its time
0: oh it is i mean so the movie opens on him giving this lecture about two future plastic surgeons saying, like, people will call us monsters and everything, but he goes, but we de-age people. There's a real hubris to the way he talks about it. And then we cut to a funeral and a will reading. And I got to tell you, hearing the will reading and the guy just being like, ah, you're my son, but I never really liked you. And you're my son-in-law, and I I definitely don't like you. I give all my money and my estate to my granddaughter, and it's worth $5 million, and she's gone. So there's no way anyone can really get it
1: yeah (laughs) when you start to like kind of uncover the like this guy's obviously pretty rich like after the lecture like he has like a nice dinner and he's family members with or friends with um, a guy who is running for office and you and he learns that him and bradley are not in the will
0: both him and bradley are both a couple of bastards
1: they're a couple of assholes and the father of philip um correctly is like this guy killed his daughter (laughs) essentially
0: no no no. Um, he killed his wife that's right yeah no no it's not even his father it's not philip's father it's bradley's father because that would be bradley's sister who died
1: right right and yeah this is this
0: is hers yeah this is his like father-in-law
1: thank you i i kind of get the time I get the timeline of this maybe a little no, you're
0: good
1: uh, uh shifted and okay so he married into money that makes more sense and the entirety of his five million dollar estate goes to his granddaughter crazy cool uh, i love it however Boy. no one in the family has heard from her since she fled from home so he has no way to access any of that money
0: why did she flee from home
1: because she saw him kill her boyfriend
0: Yeah, it's not great. There's there's that scene of him just like drowning the boyfriend also too, just like the way he tells those stories. And you're just like, he's so matter of fact about him. And you're just like, oh, you've rehearsed this lie a thousand times, haven't you?
1: A million times. It's great. It's it's legitimately one of the best performances. It's like, oh, he's walked through this. Not only has he walked through this because like he is worried, like the police want to call him on it. But he's walked himself through this because he wants to relive it.
0: Yeah, there is almost a sick joy to it, isn't there?
1: It's really, really, really interesting.
0: It is. And then the movie takes a very violent and naked turn.
1: Yeah, out of nowhere, Philip and Bradley, after dinner, are driving home. And you don't get any... You don't understand any of it. It's It's just kind of surreal... And super violent, but um, a bouncer is like throwing out a stripper, and just like smashes her face into a brick wall. Good, and it's Lord. really, it's really upsetting.
0: Yeah, it, it really really is. And there's there's I mean, and then she just kind of stumbles out in the street, and Bradley and Philip find her, and they take her to the hospital. And I got to tell you, I I've seen movies that have done this same idea, like the the kind of the tr- prope of what this movie is which is you're gonna be someone who you say you're not i didn't realize that's what we were doing here and like once he says to the nurse or like his his second in command he goes how t- tall is she i'm like oh he's gonna fucking fix her face to make it look like it's his daughter like this is clever yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and that's the plot of the movie
1: basically yeah not the plot it's, of the it's... Movie.
0: that's the that's the that's the opening part of the movie
1: that's the yeah that's the that's main thrust of the first act is to, like, is, like, he does, like, facial reconstructive surgery. It's, it's violent and surreal and gross, and he essentially takes the Jane Doe back to his giant mansion and is like, I want you to pretend to be Heather.
0: Yeah, Um, and, you know, the montage of him doing the work, A, both uh, physically, like, recreating her face, but B, also working with her to get all of the lies down is so well done
1: yeah this is a weird weird comparison but it kind of feels like pretty woman
0: no that's actually pretty apt like
1: yeah where it kind of just feels like you have this like woman kind of i guess maybe i shouldn't say pretty woman kind of feels like pygmalion where you have a guy teaching this like what would be considered lower class women, how to act and like all of these people that she's going to meet and how to kind of like work through high society.
0: Not even just high society. She's just got to learn how to lie to, to like all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point that she, I, I love it too. Cause there's the montage of them. Like, cause at first they don't trust each other. Cause he essentially says to her, he goes, he goes, you pose as my daughter. And she says, he goes i will give you half of the 5 million and they do this beautiful transition where like they you can see that the it's weird too cuz the thing that they do that a 1977 movie you wouldn't think does this they push the idea that there is now a sexual attraction between them despite the fact that she is what you would call and it's the only thing that is aptly comparable a dead ringer for her for his daughter like it's basically his daughter
1: yes Yes, it's 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 also basically the movie Dead Ringers. No, it's not. No, sorry, you you referenced Dead Ringers, so I was going to reference. Dead I Dead did. <laughs> basically, what's so interesting about this movie is, once the daughter is ingratiated in, the home, and once or once Jane is like ingratiated as the daughter in the home, the plan kind of goes off without a hitch. It kind of just like works, and you're just like, oh. That's wasn't expecting that.
0: No, that's the weirdest part is like, and I I wrote this down earlier. So like I wrote, they have a party with all of their equally terrible relatives. Cause at first I was like, I was like, okay, there's gotta be a bright spot somewhere in this group of people. I'm like, no, they're all bastards. They are all bastards. And the only person who's not related to them is a therapist who's at the party who is either friends with someone. You don't quite know how he's related but you know something's going on. And I I wrote down, I was like, is the therapist the detective? And it turned out I was wrong. But they then go and they have the will read and they get away with it. And I wrote, I can't describe how creepy this is about to get. Like, they did it. Like, I'm like, how is this going to fuck them over?
1: It's going to fuck them over.
0: Because. Because. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well.
1: Because they start a weird romantic relationship. it's...
0: They also go to Six Flags. Gross. (laughs) It is gross. (laughs) And I wrote this question down. What type of adult entertainment do you think the writer of this film enjoys?
1: Oh, don't even fucking (laughs) start this.
0: But they go to Six Flags.
1: They go to Six Flags.
0: The only person who seems kind of onto it is Uncle Bradley. He's the only one who's like, hmm, something's amiss here.
1: This is disgusting
0: because humor and horror are very connected we've we've talked about this and agreed on this in the best low key funniest moment of the movie is where she goes to play piano and then just starts banging on piano and he's like no 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 guys there's something happened like he doesn't really explain it but everyone's like that was weird right <laughs>
1: everybody's like please please play the piano please please play this 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 we'll play a little ditty a little tune and she, she's like, okay. And it's like, blink, 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 blink. <laughs> and everybody's like, damn, is she, like falling on her head a bunch? Like, what happened?
0: That's what I would have told him. I'd be like, she had a head injury. She doesn't know how to do it anymore. She can't connect the pieces. And only Bradley kind of suspects something. And I wrote down, oh, no, Uncle Bradley is going to ruin it. Or maybe not. Because Uncle Bradley has a massive heart attack. And he <sighs> dies. And I'll say it, uh, Heather is not down watching Uncle Bradley die.
1: Yeah, no, she, it's a bad vibe. She does not like it. She thinks it's bad.
0: Oh, I think she knows it's bad.
1: She watches Philip kind of just let him die.
0: Yeah. And Philip's way too calm about it.
1: Yeah, no, Philip's like, no, that's cool.
0: Yeah, we're good. Don't worry. He's not going anywhere. Like, he's he's done. And I'll say it. You cut to another funeral, and I'm going to put it out there. Bradley says earlier in the movie, almost 30 minutes before, when I die, I want everyone to have fun. And they pay that joke off 30 minutes later, and it is great. Oh,
1: it's, it's incredible. They do the southern country. Brad. You know the movie Live and Let Die? How oh, It starts with, like, the huge new orleans funeral march
0: new orleans yeah it's a new orleans funeral march yeah
1: it 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 starts it continues from that movie into this movie (laughs) and it's it's great
0: (sighs) they're all dancing in the uh graveyard like whooping it up having a good time for bradley and then i just need to pull a quote that i said out loud as i was sitting alone with the cat and i wrote to quote myself as she peeked over the statue that bitch is alive Oh, fuck, that bitch is alive. I'm here for it. She's alive.
1: (laughs) It's one of just the best moments in movies.
0: There's a moment in this movie, too, where like she like they come back to the house and she's making him dinner. And like you like daughter versus daughter kind of starts off, even though it's daughter versus person he found beaten up on the road and turned into his daughter. and. The not daughter, uh Jane, says, I got to go to bed. So she goes to bed and Heather and him have a sit down and talk. And you're like, oh, is Heather as awful as he is? Like, you don't realize that she's actually like playing him.
1: You know, yeah. I was going to say like, it kind of like a little bit. It's I'm not going to say she's bad or horrible, but like. Everybody what 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 I think is interesting is that for the most part this movie everybody is trying to screw everybody out of the money.
0: Yeah, but Heather's trying to do it honestly because she knows something else.
1: Exactly.
0: And it seems like he's got to make a choice between daughter and lover and
1: like, his God. choice is neither.
0: Why settle when you can select? And there's a moment where like he goes up and like talks to talks to Jane. And she's like, what are we going to do? And he goes, he goes, we'll worry about it in the morning. And I wrote down, damn it, Philip Reynolds penis, you should worry about it tonight. She's obviously <laughs> out to screw you over.
1: You know, he was like, well, you could go with daughter or lover that looks like daughter or a secret third thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is the worst one, honestly.
1: Yeah. And he tells Jane that he'll hire a hitman to kill Heather. And. Psyche actually hires a hitman to kill kill Jane. <laughs> as you see, of Jane is Jane is like running off in the woods, and a bumbling fucking idiot is following her. Um, in a great scene, and well, when he gets to the house, that, yeah,
0: the way that they do that twist, where they go to that club and you see that guy there, and then that guy shows up at the house, and there's that reverse honeymoon killer shot of him coming up from the basement as opposed to going down. And he comes up and then he comes out and he starts washing his hands. He goes, okay, I'm all done down there. And you're like, wait a minute, did he not kill her? And, like, you realize what's going on that, like, he's actually, like, got her, got him to go get Jane. And then, like, they get pulled over. And he does that. There's that. I'll say it, too. It's one of the most effective moments of acting in the movie is when Robert Lansing is talking to the cop and he says, like, and he says, tell him who you are. And he goes, he goes, well, this is my dad. And he says, this is my dad. And he goes, I don't know what kind of joke you're playing at, but like, I just picked this woman up. And you're like, oh, I guess Philip Reynolds had the cruelest of intentions overall.
1: <laughs> well, it's when I realized it a little early because it does the cross cutting between the plumber who you think is supposed to be the hitman, man. Yeah. And them, but they're going for a swim. Did you catch where they're swimming?
0: Exactly where the mom died.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, clever, yeah, clever little movie. Clever little movie, the I way, like is it.
0: The, is the funniest image in the movie him just paddling on that little paddle boat thing while she drowns?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think that's pretty funny. It's, it's kind of <laughs> great. Such a, it's
0: so, yeah, go ahead. It's so
1: weird. <laughs> well, like, I didn't get it the first time I saw it. I was like, that's kind of weird. And then when I watched it again, I was like, oh.
0: yeah and i gotta say this you think that he like he starts to like he comes home and he tells he tells uh heather like i got rid of her because she was a copy of you it was a terrible or it was it was a good copy but there's only one thing i want the original and you're like oh you're you're creepy you're creepy and then from behind fucking jane comes up and whacks him across the back of the head and i will say it jane is in a bikini bottom and a policeman's top of his uniform, which I wrote, is this a team up coming from these girls? And is there just a shirtless dead cop in the woods somewhere? Because that's that's <laughs> what I took away from that.
1: It's incredible. Incredible so little funny. detail.
0: <laughs> that's the cop shirt. Is he dead? What happened? The movie ends with them taking Philip away. And you find. Find out that like Heather has known for a long time like what he was and like the where she was for the last year and a half was a sanitarium and they were trying to figure out a way to prove what he was. Mm -hmm. You can make this movie today. I swear to God, I think you could make this movie today.
1: You could. I think you could. I think it would be a lot.
0: It would be
1: roughly the same amount of budget. Might have to cut some some stuff, but you can make it work the ending where it's like they drug him and he experiences like all of those like horrible things and he kind of sees like everybody yes. he's fucked over and killed and it's that's great that shit's great if you if you haven't only... seen Sc- scalpel ak false face that's the other name you sh- you got to lo- watch you got to watch this this is a good little yeah. chunk of southern fried horror
0: that's the only per the only thing I have a problem with that scene is the mom never shows up no she does does she
1: she's the the she's the waterlogged one
0: maybe I just didn't see her in it weird huh that's,
1: that's the like, mom Where is
0: she? I, she's not on the she's not sitting next to the doctor or anything that's that's Heather
1: no that's the mom
0: oh that's the mom sitting next to the doctor
1: pretty sure
0: Oh, I thought that was Heather. Well, there you go. The the, the, okay, well, the woman that. that's
1: like that, like ends up on the couch. That's like got wet hair and has got like stuff in her. Hair, that's supposed to be the mom.
0: Maybe I just, maybe I just did not see it. Maybe I just, I, I just like blinked her out of my mind. Cause I, I just didn't see it. I'll tell you though, that scene is very seventies, but it never feels like corny, like the seventies, like seventies movies of lesser extent would do it. Like that scene's actually really effective where he's like kind of going through the final moments of like, well, I'm going to hell.
1: Yeah, yeah, but basically, <laughs> and I I also love this movie's ending.
0: Oh, the movie's ending is great because it almost becomes like a little con movie.
1: It does, yeah. Oh, uh, it works so well.
0: Because Heather t- Heather tells Jane, "Okay, you're gonna take off." She says, "Yeah." They sign over she she gets her two and a half million does does heather does Heather know that she got that two and a half million
1: you never learn I have to assume that she does just because um she would get probably what her father left yeah is what I'm assuming yeah. she would be next of kin cool. so I think without a will it would just go all to her.
0: And yeah, the dad is put away and it turns out that the guy who was the therapist who was at the party was actually kind of like working the inside. And it seems like her and him and uh, him and Heather are in love and Jane takes off for the airport and she gives that final goodbye and says, have a have a great day to the guy who told it to her the first time. And that's how the movie ends.
1: Yeah, that's how the movie ends. Um, And yeah, if you like I said, if you haven't seen Scalpel you should watch the scalpel it's it's a fun little movie neat neat little film but we have some questions for benjamin ben first off what's your favorite scene
0: honestly the montage leading into the family like party for her is just so well done just kind of like watching the two of them like test each other's boundaries and finding out also to that scene where she says like he says, like, you don't have to call me daddy when it's just the two of us. And you're like, mm, I think you kind of like that, though. You creep. It's
1: you know, so gross. Crazy.
0: Yeah, so it gross. is. I'll say this, too. I think False Face is a better name.
1: Yes, sort of. However. I can However,
0: see why they changed it. I can see why they changed it, but I like False Face better.
1: If it was named False Face, I wouldn't have picked it. Really? Yes, because of the insinuation with the next movie.
0: Interesting. Okay. Let's see. But yeah, that's probably my favorite scene. What about you? What's your favorite scene?
1: My favorite scene, I think, is... I really do like the, the funeral scene. I think the funeral scene's pretty funny.
0: Good. It's good. Very, very funny um, in its own respect.
1: What's the, I, my other favorite scene is... I, I'm not like a favorite scene, but I really think that like sudden burst of violence is kind of needed because I don't think the movie um, there's not a whole lot of violence in it and without I don't know without that you kind of it, uh, it 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 really sets the tone that you're living that this is like a really horrible environment that you're in.
0: Yeah, it, it really is kind of like the worst place. Like you could kind of be in some ways if I don't. Yeah. Ugh, ugh.
1: There's a nastiness kinda, to that moment that you kind of need.
0: There is. Yeah. No, nobody in this movie is trustworthy. Like that's the thing. No. Like, no. like I kept going, like, what's going to screw them over? And I'm like, oh, right. It's the five million dollars that's going to screw them over that and the inability to trust each other.
1: It's a nasty, nasty little movie. It's a nasty, nasty little movie. Um, What's your elevator pitch?
0: Would you like to see a movie that does a trope that other movies have done but haven't done as successfully because they, A, refuse to take it to that level that Scalpel tries to take it to and, B, don't have the ability to pull off both the nastiness and also kind of the unflinching violence that it does for a 70s movie. It's incredibly, like, graphic
1: yeah especially with its um with the scenes of like the the surgery and stuff like that
0: yeah that is pretty gross
1: what would you pair this with
0: the last note i wrote is there's only one movie this pairs with and i gotta tell you i don't remember what that is so i'm just gonna kind of blind pick this and i'm gonna say oh you know what this would go great with eyes without a face
1: Yay! i was like mentally trying to get you to
0: <laughs> say eyes without
1: to a say face. Eyes with face.
0: that might be the one i was thinking of but honestly i don't remember yeah eyes without a face i haven't seen that in years but that movie whips it's a great movie oh uh, well there you go i guess we have one last question
1: the one last question ben is what do you give false face aka scalpel
0: You know, it's going to sound, despite how much I've been praising this movie, like this is a harsh criticism of it. But understand that the rating I'm about to give this comes as the highest compliment I can give this. I give this like three and a half. And that means in the sense that this is purely a movie that I could throw on for anybody who has not seen this movie and rewatch it with them. It has real strong rewatchability. Could it move up in like in a year or so when I rewatch it again? Absolutely. But like three and a half is a very high compliment because that means this movie is just straight up good.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a good movie. It, I, I say three and a half is like a perfect rating for it. Probably leaning closer to four. But, you know, I always say that Um, it's it's, you know, low budget 70s horror. It's creepy. It's nasty. Oh boy,
0: is it? it you
1: know, I, this is my second time watching it. I think it's really good.
0: It is. It's a lot of fun. But is it as much fun as our next movie?
1: Our next film from 1993 is an Italian filmmaker, Dario Argento, filming one of his few movies, I think two, that he made outside of the United States. Or he made one of his two movies that he made outside of his native Italy and in the United States. The other, of course, being the 1990 anthology film Two Evil Eyes, which he made with George Romero. This film, however, is set in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and it follows a troubled teenage girl who the help of a boyfriend, who is much older than she is, which is kind of weird, attempts to stop a serial killer who murdered her parents. Starring Asia Argento, Christopher Rydell, Piper Laurie, Frederick Forrest. This is, of course, Trauma. This is, of course, Dario Argento's Trauma.
2: want something? Are you Dr. Lloyd? Yeah, maybe in another lifetime. uh, Linda (laughs) Quirk? No, I ain't got no money, but Linda Quirk, Hilda Volkman. Do those names sound familiar to you? Come on, Catherine Duran, Georgia Jackson. Leave me alone, man. They're dead, you know that? So people die, it happens every day. They were decapitated. What? I said they were decapitated. Oh, man. Man, that wasn't my fault. I know, but if you're Dr. Lloyd, come on, you gotta tell me something. Look, man, it's already too late. Come on, please, you gotta know something. I don't! Now leave me the fuck alone! Listen, I wrote my number down. If you change your mind, please,
0: call me. I asked you about plastic surgeons above. How do we feel about chiropractors?
1: B- bad, man.
0: Well, I feel bad for that one.
1: <laughs> she, she, she she does not. This movie really does not like chiropractor chiropractor nurses.
0: This movie starts off with a person doing that classic Argento from camera perspective coming in, and she's like, "Oh, you need to you need chiropractor work. I'll help you. Here's here's a form to fill out." And the person you don't see it sets down a a briefcase, and then takes out of that briefcase. What is that thing, by the way? It's the coolest weapon ever. I have no idea what it is.
1: I think it's a motorized garotte.
0: That's amazing.
1: To explain what the weapon is, It's it has like a garotte wire. So, like typically, what you would do with a garotte is you have two cords, and you just pull them in opposite directions to tighten around the throat, right? Like that's that's what a garotte is. So, so a garotte
0: is essentially a piece of piano wire that has like two pieces of wood attached to it on the end so you can hold it safely while strangling a victim. But yeah, you're, you're exactly.
1: Basically it. Yeah. Yeah. You pull them and you pull them in opposite directions and, and it, it, it tightens the wire across the throat. This is basically that, but it, what it does is because there's a motor, it has like, I want to say it's like a piano wire, but it kind of looks like a, like a guitar string or something a little bit heavier. And it has like a motor that runs and it pulls it across the throat and essentially like completely decapitates people, which I'm not entirely sure how that would work, but it's a movie, so it's fun, but it's a fucking brutal weapon.
0: Oh, I think we both know it works pretty well.
1: It works pretty well in this movie, except for one one. We'll talk about it, but yeah.
0: The next thing you see is a nice young, clean cut, all American guy out for a drive and he's got to save some suicide who's clearly in a different movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird.
0: Okay, I wrote this down and I think this is going to get a big pop from you, but I'm just going to ask who is the worst actress, Asia Argento or Sofia Coppola?
1: I think Sofia Coppola is worse I think I think Asia Argento gets better.
0: <laughs> she gets better in, in this movie, but she still sucks throughout most of it.
1: She's not great at the beginning. no. it's she's it's also like a really oh. weird movie for her to be in. It's just all around really weird. And so we're gonna talk about the she is a runaway. This also isn't her first movie. I think this is her first movie outside of Italy. I think is why she kind of, it's a little harder for her. You know what I mean? I do. She eventually, like I said, she gets better Uh, throughout this movie, but she's just not very confident. And in this first scene, when she, she's, I forget exactly what she says, but she says something like when she first meets him on the bridge and I just like, couldn't stop saying that. Um, And let I was basically me die, like, let me die. yeah, it was, I was going like, let me die, let me die. And I was like, it's not racist, because she is Italian.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just the accent she's doing. That's that's not on me. You know she's what? Supposed I have to a be pitch like... for you. Yeah. Flip her and Connolly for the two roles in Phenomena and this, and I think you have a much better movie in both.
1: Uh, I disagree with Phenomena, because I think... The point is that she's supposed to be kind of very different. You're right, she and I think up that accent probably. I think yeah, and I think having Asia Argento in that role, it's too much of like an obvious like, well, oh, she's a, she's Italian. Why okay. isn't she getting along with these Italian girls?
0: Well, no, that movie takes place in Switzerland, doesn't it?
1: Why why aren't they getting around with these other European girls?
0: Okay, you're right. I'm gonna say it again. Kick Asia Argento out completely and just put Jennifer Connolly in this movie.
1: Yeah, I do think it works a little bit better, but she's supposed to be like sixteen. And Jennifer Connolly at this time was like twenty-five. So forty-eight. <laughs> I was forty eight.
0: The so they return this girl to her family, and the plot thickens, and we get a second seance on a wet afternoon.
1: We do. It is not a real seance. She isn't she's not it's run by Adrina, who is supposed to be Romanian. I guess she's supposed to be a fake seance, but the seance looks pretty real to me. Essentially, she's like, I know who the killer is, and the killer is in this room.
0: She's not wrong.
1: And then all hell breaks loose. Uh, The the window breaks. They run out into the, the fucking wilderness. And Aura sees someone seeing two heads, and you see that it's the head of her father, and you don't really see who the other head is, and you're told through a news snippet that both of her parents have
0: died. I'll tell you this: she's being she's being a little hysterical. Honestly, she's being a little hysterical for someone who didn't like her family as much as she said she did. Getting a little too upset for my liking.
1: This is when you start to start to realize that, like, oh man, um, Pino Donagio Pino, what is it, Pino Donaggio? <sighs> italian names um his score is not working for this movie
0: (laughs) it's different it's very different from most art scores
1: not fitting very well
0: (laughs) do you think you would have had better luck hiring jane from the first movie to score it
1: i yes i think his original pick of goblin would have worked really well oh there you go um he wanted Goblin to do it, and they're like, "No, this is a real American movie. You can't have Goblin do your fucking scores anymore." And he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll get the guy from fucking De Palma movies."
0: Hey, what did I do?
1: Hey, why am I why am I getting blowback? D- don't worry, uh, Donnyaggio. I love his scores. I think he's great. Yeah. <laughs> Just his scores do not work with Argento's sensibility.
0: It's fair. It was at this point in the movie I wrote down, I think I know who the killer is. And I, I thought it was that fucking neck brace wearing a psychiatrist. I was like, it's got to be him, right? And you thought it was F-
1: Frederick Forrest?
0: Yeah. yeah. No, wasn't Which that? I believe I texted you, I think I know who it is, and you're like, Ben, don't do this to yourself again.
1: <laughs> well, it's because you sent a picture along with it, and I was just yeah. like, I forget exactly what I said, but I, it was essentially... You sent it me essentially... back just
0: Mike Ehrmantraut's face.
1: Oh, yeah, I sent live mic reactions. <laughs> Yeah.
0: It was funny too, because like when the thing happens where her parents die, that movie kind of makes you forget, even though it's only been going like 25 minutes, that that woman got her head cut off by that Garrote thing. Because when mm-hmm. it happens again, I was like, oh yeah, there's a serial killer on the loose. I forgot about this. <laughs> like all our Gento movies do this thing where it's like they make you forget there's a serial killer.
1: Phenomena also does it, where it's it like does. it it does. It, there's like a 45 minute period in phenomena where you're just like, so Jennifer Kahnle can just like talk to bugs.
0: <laughs> she can talk to bugs and she's hanging out with Donald Pleasants in a wheelchair with his monkey. This is great. I hope this is the whole movie. Oh, the serial killer right. Oh, right, that.
1: there's a serial killer.
0: <laughs> you're like, I keep forgetting this. He has like a real like one one kind of plot movie that he does which is, I'm going to show you a horrifying murder and then make you forget about it for like 30 minutes and then bring in another another horrifying murder.
1: Once the murders really start to pop off, you're like, oh, okay, 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 right, 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 right. I forgot. I forgot for a second that there was murderers in this, in this movie.
0: Who would you say in horror movies are the people you want to protect the most?
1: This is going to sound really mean. You know who it's not? that kid children
0: yeah fuck that kid like i wrote down i'm literally rooting for this dennis the menace ass looking kid to get his head removed
1: yeah (laughs) most of the time i think it's 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 like sympathetic people mostly women mostly children Mm.
0: yeah not in this one though you're like man i want that kid to die like badly I, i do i
1: do i do want that kid to die sadly
0: yeah and then there's this fucking after school special narrator bullshit going on where they're like, "Drugs are bad." Okay. Ooh. Yeah. This is a very flawed Argento movie. This is no. Oh, threat. that's
1: all. Extremely flawed. Yeah. No, I, I definitely when I picked this, I was like, "Pump the brakes. This is not going to be." Really think Argento after the, the this is kind of harder to watch for me. They're they're definitely not terrible, but they're they're not my favorite. You know, if that makes sense.
0: I think Deep Red is an instant masterpiece. Like oh, the first yes, time I course. saw Deep Red, I was like, I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like, and look at this.
1: Tenenbra is good and Phenomena, like I really like, and but. Once you start to get like, there's something like, there's like a. I used to think of it like a switch went off, like in the '90s, where it was just like, oh, and then he just got bad. But I, I don't necessarily think that anymore. I definitely think there's something in these movies. There's not the magic of his like early stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, um,
0: it, I, it doesn't. It seems like he's done the trick a couple times, and it just doesn't. It doesn't work as well. So this whole time, Asia Argento's character, Aura is staying with david parsons at his place and david parsons has a female has a female uh love interest named grace harrington and i'll say it i wrote down below well it wouldn't be an argento movie if it wasn't horny because there's a scene where she walks in on them banging
1: it's so weird
0: (laughs) very bizarre
1: i don't like it
0: no because she seems like like kind of underage and it's weird that that's his daughter
1: She is underage and it is her daughter and it's based off a different daughter. Really weird, weird, weird vibes in this movie. Um when I was watching it with my fiance, we couldn't stop being like, This kind of has like David Lynch vibes to it at certain it, points. It does.
0: Yeah. Like it like really not it really well constructed, but yeah. No,
1: no, no. It definitely feels like he watched Firewalk with me, or like he watched Twin Peaks and was like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> I, I could do those. with the Twin Peaks I could do with the Twin Peaks he um, Just get and... Lynch's number
0: He calls him up and he goes I could do Twin Peaks And then hangs up the phone And Lynch was like What the hell was that
1: <laughs> I really liked Suspiria
0: Speaking of Twin Peaks The guy in the neck brace Gives me real evil Dr. Jacoby vibes
1: it, He does
0: Yeah I'm like oh you're Dr. Jacoby If he was a sexual predator
1: <laughs> It really sort of feels like Daria was like, What do these America What does America like? What does America like? And he's like,
0: mm, Look
1: at the Wing Peaks.
0: <laughs> That's what they like. That's what they like right now. You know what <laughs> I mean? Always like, about it. He's
1: like, what, what is America like? Uh, it's like a Twin Peaks. Huh?
0: You know, now, had you seen this movie before?
1: So the first time I watched it was last week.
0: I should have called you. Man. What? I, I just. I didn't know how to bring this up. I figured you had seen it already. So maybe you were a Like, were you emotionally okay when they destroyed that VHS? Like, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bring it up without trying to be sensitive, but were you? Yeah, no,
1: no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's fine.
0: I just feel like, I just feel like when it happened, you're like, (gasps) like you just took in a big (laughs) breath.
1: No. Yeah. I watched it. uh, I watched it last week before I basically like programmed it for the show and i was just, i would kind of became obsessed with it cuz i was like this is fucking absolutely bu- like insane oh, it's this Black is nuts. nuts yeah um and then yeah. i think and then i watched like phenomena and i was like well that's bug fuck and i was like <laughs> <laughs> um anyway
0: oh i get it i was
1: like i was like i need people to see this fucking weird movie it's great
0: it's so bizarre
1: yeah she so they live together the, you got the whole grace things happening <sighs> um, the, the killer sort of is going around this fucking slingshot ass fucking kid lives next door to the killer.
0: I can't believe the killer didn't try to get him like or the killer couldn't figure out who that was and I'll say it man most of this movie is just sensible people losing their heads.
1: Basically, yeah. it's just it's just people who d- do a pretty solid job of trying to get away and it just doesn't work.
0: You know, one person who definitely doesn't get away and he's only in the movie for like all of 75 seconds. Brad dorff pops up in this movie.
1: <laughs> Brad dorff pops up as a junkie doctor who something happened in the past and he 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 gets murdered In an impressive way.
0: (laughs) Yes, he does. He
1: He gets... The garotte doesn't work because of the chain on his neck. It won't cut into him. And so he gets dragged over to an elevator shaft...
0: When life gives uh, you lemons, use an elevator yeah, shaft. That's what I Yeah, would use say. an elevator
1: shaft. And he gets put face down, neck first, over the into the shaft, and gets his head lopped off by an elevator. Because this is a Dario Argento movie and you need one set piece that's fucking insane. Um, at the very least. And yeah, that move that point I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm hollering, I'm clapping, I'm I'm losing oh, yeah. my mind. <sighs> I, mean, I wrote a this plus.
0: at the at the end of my notes. I wrote This may be the biggest swing and most largely influenced Hitchcock work I've seen of Argentos to date. I
1: yeah. I, I think I think there's a lot of Hitchcock in this. There's a lot of Hitchcock in like basically every Argento movie, um, at some point. Oh yeah. Um but I think this is probably the most sense Deep Red yeah, um, yeah, very much so. I think I you could make an argument and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna but you could make an argument that Deep Red and Phenomena and Trauma are all linked like you're kind of like loose thematic trilogies. Okay. The same way that like Suspiria, Inferno and and Mother of Tears are all like a loose thematic trilogy. Um w- w- you know I, I have, I have, I have graphs that I could show you.
0: I've been working on flow charts. And, <laughs> and it's at this point, the, the doctor with the neck brace dies. And I was like, well, it's over. They got that killer son of a bitch. Cause all those heads were in the back of his car. And then it turns out I was wrong. And, and then you're like,
1: then you're like, just to take a sip of my drink and check how long, how much more time is left in this movie? Thirty minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I did. I was like, so this movie's got to be wrapping up. That was a quick. Call. I was like, how the fuck are you gonna keep this going for thirty minutes? Is it just gonna be a love triangle between Asia Argento and that Grace chick with uh, the main guy? And I'm like, thank God it's not. And, <sighs> and I gotta tell you, man, I once rode in a limousine with her. I really wish younger Ben would have known about this movie to ask her about because turns out Piper Laurie was not gone.
1: <laughs> Piper Laurie's like, hey, I lived.
0: <laughs> turns out I didn't lose my head. Only my husband did.
1: It's great. This is a great little moment where they, they, it's essentially it's some time has happened. Um, and because like, Aura, my, David thinks that Aura has died, maybe killed herself, um, and so you kind of, you get, like, a flash forward in a weird way, where, yeah. uh, the movie kind of, like, you're like, well, what the fuck happened, like, Nemo no was there, like, what happened to David? Like, why is he a junkie <laughs> on the street? And I'm like, oh, you, there's some time, he's, like, lost his job, he's kind of destitute because of what's happened, yeah. um, and he gets kicked out of a pharmacy for trying to run a fake uh, fake uh, script, scra- script, fake scribble-scrabble. Um, and <laughs> he sees Arya's bracelet from earlier in the movie. He has like this like moment where he's like looking at a bracelet. It's very distinctive. It's like a, two snakes meeting in the middle, I think.
0: Yeah, it is. It's actually where yeah. there's a similar... Thing in the movie Barbarian that came out this week that just reminded me of that. That's weird. I wonder to. the influence. Say anything.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm say anything. Seeing that movie, that movie. This...
0: you can go experience that movie. Yeah, you can go see that movie on your own. I ain't gonna say shit about it.
1: And he follows the person wearing it, and it takes them to the house across the. There is next door to Gabriel, who's that shitty little child that I fucking hate. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I, I, Corey Garvin, if you hear this, I'm sorry. Um, you, you're probably a really good person. It's just nah, something he ab-
0: sucks. I can tell.
1: It's something about this character that I, I don't like. Um, and like, I
0: want to V-trigger that kid in the back of the head.
1: Don't say that.
0: <laughs> what? I want to run at him and put my knee into the back of his head. It's not something weird. I just don't like him. I can't help that I was rooting for the killer. And yeah, it turns out her mom didn't die. And the mom's been doing all the killing and you're like, fuck, I was so close.
1: Well, hold on. David breaks into the house, finds a nursery and finds the much, the much (laughs) gross uh corpse. Of the decapitated infant, and then uh, Drita shows up and locks him in the knocks him unconscious. Um, Yeah,
0: and and, takes her down to the sex basement.
1: Empire for Lori is like something really bad happened. (laughs)
0: And you're like, oh, this isn't good. And (laughs) so stupid. Luckily, they break part of the down, like, down part of the basement where there's now a hole in the roof above them and Piper Laurie's getting ever closer to kill both of them, and all of a sudden, fucking that Dennis the Menace-ass-looking kid drops the garrote thing around her neck and just fucking takes her out.
1: Well, let's talk about what happened. Yeah, go ahead. So, she reveals, the entire time, all of these people, their doctors, their nurses, they worked in the delivery room, and while she was kiffing birth, (laughs) apparently, there was a sudden power outage, Doctor Lloyd reacted with a jolt at the power outage and might have accidentally sliced off Nicholas's head during the delivery. And it's not good. It's <laughs> I remember when this scene happened. I literally was like, "No, they can't possibly!" Like literally, like the scene played out, and I was like they can't possibly be saying what I think they're saying. I got to rewatch this. And so I like rewound the scene and watched it a second time. And I was like, they are saying that he accidentally decapitated this fucking baby. And I was like, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe that This movie went there. (laughs) I really don't.
0: That's the thing about Argento, man. Like just when you think you're like, okay, well they're not going to do it. Are they? And then like, then they do it. And you're like, well, fuck they did it. Mm
1: -hmm. And yeah. So uh, Gabriel, Puts the garage around Adrena's head, lops her head off, her head rolls on the floor, going Nicholas, 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 which is the funniest moment of the movie. Um, and yeah. It's, it's definitely it's,
0: top
1: five. It's it's, it's over. Uh, there there's another movement where he gets to he arrives just a little late to someone getting their head lopped off and like her the head is like separated from the body. And is attempting to say Lloyd and like the eyes are moving and it's probably it's a very simple special effect. But man, is it good?
0: It is. It's very effective. Actually, all the effects in this movie are effective.
1: It's a Savini movie.
0: Yeah, it is. Good old sex machine himself. And yeah, that's kind of how the movie concludes, isn't it?
1: Yep. That's it. That's the end of it all. Ben, what's your favorite scene?
0: You know, you're right. She does get better throughout this movie. The more I think about Asia Jando, because by the time that movie concludes, it's actually I'm actually kind of enjoying what she's doing. But I would say probably the séance. Actually, it is the séance. The séance is good. Yeah.
1: The séance is good. They're I think the séance. A seance. bunch
0: of liars.
1: <laughs> the séance really, I think, sets the vibe.
0: It does. Set uh, the
1: Vibe. Without the séance, I I think the movie kind of doesn't come together very well um i think my favorite scene oh man the whole hotel sequence is pretty great we didn't really talk about it but that like the murder sequence at the motel at the hotel that they stay at for a little bit
0: oh yes that is very good well it's like nobody can catch this killer
1: yeah no they she's slippery slippery she's a slippery little minx
0: Yes, she is a slippery little minx, isn't she? Yeah,
1: why why what how else would I describe it?
0: Um, I don't know if Piper Laurie was a <laughs> minx at the time,
1: but <laughs> What is your elevator pitch for this movie?
0: Do you want to see a slightly flawed Argento movie that still despite maybe not landing in the story department 100% lands in the absolutely butt fucking sanity department because that's trauma for (laughs) you.
1: You want to see one of the great horror filmmakers attempting to make a 90s horror movie in America and it not kind of not not really working.
0: This is really his like kind of John Woo thing where he came over to America and made a couple and then like we were like interesting and he's like, yeah, I'm going back.
1: This was, yeah, this one did not pan out very well. I don't think this movie made a lot of money. Um, no, probably not. So,
0: yeah. like,
1: what, Yeah, Ben, guess what? What do you pair this with?
0: Actually, you know what? Uh, just to take it back to Hitchcock, I would probably pair this with Vertigo. I don't know why. That just makes sense when I say it out loud.
1: Well, that's a that's a str- that's a strong pick ben
0: yeah what about you what would you pair it with if you didn't have to put it with this
1: um
0: uh,
1: i i like the pair i like this two pairings together because their they're movies where uh, doctors suck <laughs> <laughs> They. Do, don't um, they? Um, and that's kind of, and then also the, the callousness of pairing a movie with scalpel with the movie where a baby's head gets lopped off with a scalpel is, is pretty rough. Um, it's pretty brutal. It's, it's, a, it's a really mean thing I did. Um, but I think I would pair this with, if you, if you're like, you can't do this, you have to pray, you have to, you can't be that mean. You have to pair it with something dis- decent, uh, not decent, but something that's that's uh, that that maybe flows a little bit better. I would pick it with uh, I'd pair it with 1992's Raising Kane.
0: That's a really good one, actually. Raising Kane's a great idea. Uh, ended up on our Best of the Horror Decade last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think. And I have a sec. I have another question for you, Ben. If you had seen this yes. before our Best of the Horror Decade in 1990, would it would it have made your list?
0: Mm, yeah go no.
1: i don't think it would have made mine but i think it would have been like a outside looking in i think it would have been really close to the list
0: interesting okay well there you go man fucking trauma what a weird movie i don't know if i'm ever gonna watch it again but i'll think about that movie a lot
1: what What's your rating?
0: Two and three quarters. <laughs> it's flawed. That's its biggest problem is it's, it's pretty flawed at moments, and there are things about it I don't like. But, like, I still can't argue that there is a fucking swing being taken here, and you know me, and I think it's something that both of us can agree. I think we, the older we get, appreciate swings than we actually do connections with the ball.
1: You know what? I respect it. I think this movie is a fucking blast and a joy and
0: so fun.
1: I think, personally, I'm going to give this uh, three and a half.
0: Good for you. So you think this is as good as Scalpel? I do, I do. Interesting, okay.
1: It's a different type of good.
0: Okay, very cool. That takes us out of it, man. And what do we got next week?
1: Next week is a, technically a nine episode. So, Ben, we do two movies from people. We, we have a Mount Rushmore.
0: Well, I went back and I talked to all the people who helped us build those Mount Rushmores. And I told them, look, it's October. We need to do two spooky ones. And we don't have any on the list of remaining ones that we do. How do we work this out? And luckily, the people from the Lynch Foundation and the Scorsese Foundation said, Hey, we're okay if you want to take movies that work under this kind of subgenre for people like us. And I said, Hey, that's awesome. Thanks, guys. And the first movie we are going to look at is from 1997. And it is a movie that stars Bill Pullman, Patricia Arquette, and what is a truly jump scare, Robert Blake. It is David Lynch's 1997 Lost Highway. Oh, yeah. And then we jump ahead 13 years, and we head to a little island, and we join Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, Ben Kingsley, Emily Mortimer, Max von Sydow, Michelle Williams, Patricia Clarkson, Jackie Earl Haley, and an entire crazy cast of supporting character actors with the 2010 movie by Martin Scorsese, Shutter Island.
1: Oh, man, I get to do my Max Von Sydow impression, baby.
0: It's funny you have a Max Von Sydow impression. I feel like that's not a, a deep bench impression a lot of people go to.
1: <sighs> uh, shit, now, now I have... now. I, well, then I have one day to work on this impression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Watch the scene where him and DiCaprio were talking next to the fire. I think that's where you're going to get a lot of your good stuff.
1: Yes, it's just going to be me just going just in my apartment, just being like, and I talk like dish, and DiCaprio, I and you, and we're doing dish, and I'm saying dish.
0: All right, try, try this one. Going somewhere?
1: <laughs> On the count of ten, you will be entering Europa.
0: Uh oh. so for next week guys 1997's Lost Highway and 2010's Shutter Island. Two movies not that made our list but two movies that we both have seen and we both have a lot of thoughts on. And I got to be honest man. It has been a while since I've seen Shutter Island. I'm actually looking forward to rewatching that.
1: Me too. Shutter Island's good.
0: Yeah, Shutter Island's a lot of fun.
1: Looking I saw forward movie to talking three of...
0: times in theaters.
1: <laughs> looking forward to talking about uh Lost Highway.
0: Yeah, that one I haven't seen in a while. That's like the cousin to to uh, Inland Empire for me, where I'm just like, that movie hits a point where I'm just like, I'm getting too weirded out.
1: It, let me tell you, when you see that movie in theaters, it's uh, real upsetting.
0: Oh, I bet it's amazing in theaters. I was thinking about that for next year's birthday. I was like, maybe I'm going to do a Lynch movie.
1: Man, you don't got to traumatize people that hard.
0: I don't know. kind of want to do Mulholland Drive in a theater. I've never seen it in theaters. Feel like that was the big one of the big misses of my time not seeing movies in theaters.
1: Well, if you play that one in theaters, you got to play it loud.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna make sure you're there for that one next year. You won't be burdened by all this this wedding malarkey. Well, guys, for next week, those two movies, and you can of course follow us at twgtfpod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at movie loving lucha87 on Instagram and at et critic on Twitter for the empty theater critic. See what I'm reviewing. It's a lot of 80s horror movies. Mostly stuff from 85 to 89. Winky winky. And Tyler, is there a way they can follow you? Yes, winky winky.
1: (laughs) They can follow me to a seance where I will be screaming.
0: Fair enough. And guys, if you, for TWGTF, Two White Guys Talking Film, I've of course been your host, Ben.
1: And I've been Adriana.
0: And remember, guys, if you come to our little video box around the way and you see a bunch of people sitting around a table uh, trying to hold hands, well, they're probably doing a seance. Respect the fact that the dead are trying to communicate.
1: The killer is in this house! Talking, 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 talking.